Hey friends, welcome to Tales of Recovery. Today's episode is amazing because I have my super dear friend, Katie Schoenberg, who is mm-hmm. one of my mentors, an amazing healer, yoga teacher, unschooler, and has been really inspirational to me in this process that I've been going through because as she calls me the adult unschooler, which kind of just gives me the freedom <laughs> to realize that I can um, unlearn all of the programming that I've ever learned and live a life worth of just love and freedom mm-hmm. and um, belonging to myself first before everybody else and a lot of self-love and Katie you've been so inspirational to me so I'm really grateful that you're here today with us I'm and, so excited <laughs> yeah so I kind of want everybody to hear yeah. like how you got to this point of like leading retreats and inspiring women to um, love themselves and to not be stuck in this victim mentality and um, and to heal, to grow. And I know that yeah. what you're sharing is pretty much what you're offering as a process that you've been through as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us about it. Tell yeah. us where you're from. Tell us how you grew up. Tell us how you got to this point. <laughs> that where you're from question always stirs me because when we're I was little, planet. we moved. I mean, do what? We're from the planet, right? Planet Earth. No, I'm just kidding. I know. We're, we're from Earth. <laughs> you got it. No, but growing up, we moved a lot. And I always get the question, um, you know, was your dad in the military? And I'm like, no. <laughs> he would take promotions in his work, which now I can look back and I understand, like, I understand why, you know, as an adult, but, um, but as a kid, having walked through my own, like, healing journey, I still have layers, you know, that are being released around even just the, the uprooting and moving part for me. Um, but we, we moved a lot, so where are we from, you know? <laughs> As a little kid, I'm not so sure because I moved like 13 times by the time I was entering junior high school. Um, and then we were a little more settled, at least in one place. Mm-hmm. I don't know if settled in my home would be like the right wording at all because I don't think I ever felt that way. Um, hmm. But we live now, we're in the, the Smoky Mountains in Western North Carolina, right outside of Asheville. And we've been here, gosh, we've been married almost 18 years. We've been here about 17 years. That's the longest I've ever lived anywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which 17 years, it sounds like a long time. Um, so this most definitely feels like home for me now. Um, yeah, but growing up, Involved a lot of movement (laughs) from house to house without necessarily being asked if that was something that or what you thought about it. We wanted, yeah, yeah, and that's what as having my own kids and and shifting towards a life of unschooling. That's one thing I've realized a lot. You know that pretty much my whole childhood and into. Really, I think, honestly, until I started having my own babies. Um, And it's kind of like the moon, that waxing and waning. You know, it's like there's layers to it all. And it's just interesting to look back on. Um, But, yeah, I I have lived a life 
I'm 42. Just mm-hmm. turned 42. And I've lived, I would say, most of my life for other people until mm-hmm. about three years ago. Um, even though I can look back now and it's like such gratitude for all the steps and that idea of trusting your process, like it was all very much on purpose and for a reason. And I can see that now. Um, But I can also see, you know, I spent many years not using my voice because it was very much, you know, we moved a lot, but my parents are rooted in the South. And so a lot of the Southern culture, even when we lived up North, that moved with us. You know what I mean? And so there was a lot of um, Stay quiet, children are seen and not to. heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, oh, I hate that. You know, when you're, <laughs> when you're little, yeah, well, I, when you're little, you don't know, you know, it just feels confusing, I think. And um, when I was in junior high school and into high school, I started having a lot of digestive issues. Um, and, it's interesting now because when I hit, I guess it was 10th grade, I remember laying down one night and I had this huge mass like on my belly and that my parents, you know, of course that was like, holy crap, what's going on? Rushing me into the hospital. I had had several years prior to that, like junior high into the beginning of high school where I would end up with like what they thought was a virus and all this stuff, but it was all related to digestion. And knowing what I know now, yes. And what I know now to be true is that when we're not speaking, we're not using our voice, we're not given the space to actually feel and like be who we are, we're going to stuff it, you know, and we're going to digest it somewhere. It's going to get stuck in our bodies. And for me, it was my digestion. Hmm. All of it got stuck there, you know, so I had like a physical blockage, (laughs) which is what they called Crohn's. But I, Crohn's is one of those interesting diseases, you know, autoimmune disease. And it's like, I believe in what I think to be true, just because of everything that I can look back, like have, you know, like when I had my kids, and I would have blood work checked, and just all the things that would be indicators of me still having something, you know, versus me, like, not having it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't believe that I had Crohn's. I think I just was so the only way I knew how to handle what was going on in my house and with, I believe all the uprooting and moving um, as a little kid was, it just landed in my gut, you know, and you're suppressing so much. It right? was totally, totally. And I think that there's usually one, maybe this isn't true, but I I think it's true. (laughs) I believe it to be true. And what I've seen in my own life, what I've seen in my own family, there's usually one individual that, you know, in quotes needs to be speaking and they aren't. And they're taking like on all the family Mm. in their actual physical body. And I think that was me in my, my household when I was little. Um, And so it's all kind of led up to this point. And three years ago, um, my dad, it's like a crazy lifetime movie, but it was, um, he passed away about three and a half years ago. And the last few years of his life were extreme, um, just really traumatic, really traumatic. And, was he sick? you know, all of us, yes, 
He was sick. He was mentally ill as well as um, he had all, he'd been given some diagnoses when he was still here that he didn't want to face. Okay. Um, and what ended up actually killing him was non-alcoholic liver disease, hmm. um, which liver is where you store your anger. And he was a really angry person and didn't process it, you know? And so I, as the daughter looking back, I'm like, his anger killed him, you know? And, um, because of other illnesses in his life, he had a lot of scar tissue on his brain from radiation and, um, he was diagnosed with a pituitary tumor when I was little. And so there were years of taking care of that, which in the end is what caused so much mental illness. And, um, we left the situation, all of us involved with a lot of PTSD and just traumatic, like emotional injuries, you know? And I think when we reach those points in our life and I've seen this in other people's walk too, it's like, we have a choice. We do. And we can yeah. choose to to stay, you know, in that place of trauma and victim and, or we can choose to not stay there. Like we can choose to walk the other way and begin healing. And um, when he passed away, I, um, at that point I had been to traditional counseling um, for a while because I needed to talk it out. I was having some major panic and anxiety um, issues because of the were situation. You, were you close to your dad growing up? Did you guys have like a good relationship or was it kind of weird? No. Okay. It was weird. Yeah. It was, it's, it was always hard. Mm -hmm. It was, it was never easy. And the other day I was telling somebody, I was like, I think the only thing my dad really knew about me is a, my love of purple. I love oh. purple. <laughs> I love the color purple. I love purple flowers. I love amethyst, like yeah. anything purple. It really has always spoken to me. And like, I think that's really all he knew, you know? Um, yeah. Isn't that interesting how we don't, it I mean, is. as a parent, it is. Like, which drives kind of my parenting style now, a lot of it, but yeah, it is really interesting. Um, but I had, been to all this traditional counseling, which is not, sometimes it's needed, you know, it's not a bad thing oh, at yeah. all. I, I think love it can counseling. be incredibly yeah. helpful, mm -hmm. incredibly helpful. But I was ready. I was at that point, I was so tired of talking about my story because <laughs> I had said it over and over and over and over again, that it almost was keeping me stuck in my story. Yeah. And I'll never forget it. It was about two weeks after he passed away, I heard, I've had these moments in my life where it's almost like this audible voice of, you know, I believe God speaking to me. <laughs> and it was like, you are not your story. This is not who you are. Oh. It's time to know who you are. And it's time to not live from this place anymore. Right. It is time. And, um, and I was like, okay. And so I began looking like there has to be another way. Yeah. There has to be another way. It's like time to evolve. And at that point, um, yes, yes, absolutely. And 
at that point, that's when I found um, energy coaching, which was for me, you know, I feel like I've had all these steps along the way, very intentional steps. I think even sometimes not realizing that I was being intentional, but I was just like to the point of desperation, there had, there had to be a choice made and I was, I couldn't do this anymore the way I was going, you know? So I was like energy coaching. I didn't know what the hell that was. Mm -hmm. It was a little weird, (laughs) you know, at the beginning I was like, what? I don't even understand what's going on, but I knew I felt better. And I was like, so you're going, you went from, so you're going from therapy because you're feeling anxiety and, and, and just angst from not speaking for so long. You're growing up, your dad dies, and you go to the therapy, and then you find energy coaching. So how did you find it, and what yeah. was it like? Tell us, okay, like your first session of energy coaching, what happened? I, well, I was actually at an event um, talking to another girl, and I, I was just, my dad was, literally in the hospital dying. And, um, I didn't even know if I should go to this event and I ended up going and I think this is the only reason I needed to be there was for this phone number. But I remember saying, I I need something different. And she said, you should try energy coaching. And I was like, what? And so she showed me two phone numbers and one of them had the area code for Birmingham, Alabama, which is where some of my family lives. And I was like, that one, that's the one I need. Yeah. And so I, I mean, it's so strange, but like so full of like just knowing and trusting, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So I reached out to this girl and we started having sessions pretty frequently. And, and for a while I did it every week because I just needed it. It was an investment, but I was like, I feel better. But we would meet on the phone and um, began, yeah, just the process of healing. And for me, I remember one of the first things I noticed, because I didn't fully understand it at that time, but I was just so desperate for something different. I began noticing that my mind was not so chaotic. Like, I remember being able to sit like, and my, my brain just feel like calm hmm. and not full. While you were like, with her on the voices. phone. This was after, this okay. was after. Um, but that's one of the first things that I began noticing was that the stories in my head and the other voices in my head that were telling me things that maybe were not true, <laughs> were not as loud. Right. And it just kind of grew from there. And I've had a couple of different coaches along the way. And I'm working with um, a mentor right now who it's a different form of energy type healing. Um, But it has been literally my saving grace for sure. And all of this. And um, so Katie, three years ago, three and a half years ago, let me ask you this very briefly. Some of my listeners do not, know what happens in these energy healing sessions so is it like an energy that goes in and out of like through the phone is it the ether is it like uh you know this magic well i mean we're all beings of energy right like that's what we are and we carry like an energetic frequency Mm -hmm. um and when we're full of trauma and wounds that have not been looked at and um 
PTSD and all of this stuff, like we carry this really low vibration. You know how when you can like walk into a space and it immediately like feels safe and good and light and like you just feel like love when you walk in Mm -hmm. and then you can walk into a space and you're like, what's going on in here? Like you just kind of feel it. Yeah. And so when we're coming from this place of just some deep wounds, we carry more of this low vibrational energy. And half the time it's because we, number one, aren't aware. We haven't even looked at it. We don't even really know it's there because we're so caught up in what life is doing to us that we haven't paused to take a breath and like tune in. And so in an energy type session, you know, and there's different ones out there, different styles, you know, but it's an opportunity to just breathe into like the pain and let it go. Like it seems so simple and it is, it like truly is like this release and the releasing of the actual energy that the trauma is holding in your body. Um, It could be like, you know, for me, I've had a lot of healing just in my gut, you know, area as well as my throat, because these, these two are, in the world of chakras, you know, they're connected, like one equals the other, basically. And it's, um, I've just had a lot of stuff come up over the past three and a half years around, you have to start speaking. The only way that like your throat is going to heal is if you begin speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way that you can move forward and what you know you're supposed to bring is for um, your self-worth to be really rooted and grounded, which is like where, you know, that second chakra um, in our bodies, the sacral chakra connected to the throat. Um, And so in an energy session, the way that I've had them done and the way that I do them as well is usually they're on the phone and it's an opportunity to come and show up and not have to like, Sometimes you you say five million things, but if you're working with like somebody who knows what they're doing, they can immediately feel it when you're on the phone with them. And it's like, okay, um, allowing you the space as the person coming for this session, allowing you, giving you the space to feel. Feel. Because we yeah. don't feel, you know, and when mm-hmm. we feel it, we can release it. And it truly is as simple as that. Does that mean like I have some major PTSD and I've got to feel it one time and it's gone forever? No, it doesn't. It, it, it comes up again and again. I mean, even last weekend I was finishing up a yoga training and I was in a guided meditation and I was immediately taken back to my dad's like last day in the hospital. And like, that's where I went. And I was like, okay, but what I've learned through all of this is that instead of freaking out, like, what is going on? Why am I, you know, like, like running from it? Like, okay, this is here to tell me something. Yeah, sorry, this yeah. is here to show me something. Let me just sit with it. Let me sit with how this feels. Hmm. And then I'll know. And then it's like that trusting your intuition, trusting your gut. That mm-hmm. you will, you already know. Yeah. If we can just learn to like, not run away if we can learn to sit with it and actually feel it that energy does release Hmm. yeah so you begin to do this and you start to realize 
that there's power in speaking your voice, power in feeling all the emotions that we are trying to run away from and not feel. Yes. And yoga as well. And so what, what, is, the, what is the process after you begin to do the energy healing? Um, it has been like just an, un I, I call it like an onion, you know, like the layers of an onion. Although, I mean, I love onions, but if you don't love onions, <laughs> you can picture something else. Um, a flower, or a rose petal is what kind of opens, but it's mm -hmm. like the layers have, you know, I think that we, we live our life almost like turtles, right? So we're like inside of our shells and we have these hard exterior surfaces because we're really scared. We're pretty much walking around with like this shell of fear, which is just our wounds. It's like our layers of any trauma we've been through. Wounds anytime we didn't speak up. Yeah. And like when we didn't speak up for ourselves and we didn't stand our ground, it's like creates this hard exterior yeah. on us. And what I have found with just deciding to, this might sound weird, but like deciding that I was done, deciding that it, that I could heal, deciding that my life could actually have a global impact, deciding that my yeah. children were going to know me on a deep level, like my parents have never known, deciding that like I actually wanted to enjoy my marriage and it be like amazing and fun, choosing, you choosing. know, realizing that I actually had a choice in this, it began to soften. Oh, yeah that shell, you know, and then it begins to like flake off and like peel away. And what happens underneath it is like your true innate self rises up. And so for me, that's been opening my mouth and speaking for me. That's been, you know, standing my ground when I knew something to be true for myself and not allowing other people's voices to be louder. Even when I don't fully understand like, what's next knowing that like and trusting myself like this is yeah. what i know i'm supposed to do this is what i'm not supposed to do yeah. you can have your opinion but i don't have to listen you know yeah. um i have a i have a theory into your power let me let me ask you this because and i just did a little yeah uh live on this uh i think and and let me know if this is kind of what happened to you is you get your body a little bit healed, right? So with like with yoga and movement, and you've been teaching yoga for many, many years, you get the alignment of the essential oils and plant medicine to heal you, and you're eating well, and you're doing therapy, and then you do energy healing. So your body's beginning to kind of like become balanced, and then there's space for your soul to speak up, and this is kind of when you realize, I can step into my power, because you've been aligned in other areas. Does that make sense? I mean, is that something... Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like I keep seeing when you're talking, you know how the, you know, the, that game it's called, um, pixie sticks. Yeah. Like all those little <laughs> tiny sticks and your kids, my kids would like drop them all over the floor. And it's almost like you've got all these pixie sticks all over the floor. And this is what your life looks like. And mm -hmm. then you begin to like make a choice. Okay. Today I'm going to begin drinking enough water. All right, one pixie stick goes to the center. Today, I'm going to begin eating what I know everybody needs. One pixie stick goes to the center. You keep making these choices that are in alignment with, and you may not even know that, like, I'm lining things up. It may just be because, like, 
I need to drink more water. (laughs) You know what I mean? And you don't even realize the bigger picture yet. But then all of a sudden it's like this process of slowly aligning all these, however many, you know, 57 pixie sticks. Right. (laughs) And they're all like lined up in this beautiful like rainbow of color. And it's like every choice you make matters. That's, one thing that I like really want women to know, you know, I'm like every choice you make matters Mm -hmm. from the amount of water you drink every day to how much sleep you get at night to what, you know, activities you choose to participate in to saying no to um, investing in yourself, you know? Um, And yes, I believe that to be true. I think that, you have to, it's like cleaning out your, decluttering your house. You yes. have to clean out. You have to get stuff out of the way. Yes. So that you have some room for the new to kind of shine, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it may not even be new. It's probably always been there, but there wasn't any room. Yeah. Now you have the space. And you couldn't for, see it. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. So then when you start to speak, um, what ends up happening? I, I mean, I want you to answer that, but if you could also tell us, because I'm super fascinated by the whole unschooling that you do with your kids. It's very different than homeschooling, unschooling. And I'm guessing that's yeah. something that kind of happened with you as well, is that you unlearn all of the programming and the lies as you're healing, you know, energetically Absolutely. your body from trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there had been, it was about two years ago this summer, um, there had been a moment where I was actually on, um, a business trip and I was sitting in a room with all these people that were, you know, higher up in the company that I was participating in. And I was lit- sitting there and I had like this, like, it was like an awakening for myself, but also this realization that like, what I want actually matters. You know, um, I wasn't the, the energy in the room. I'll just say this. It wasn't fitting with me anymore. Like the vibration that was speaking loudly. I was like, I don't want anything to do with this. Like this has to look different or I'm out, you know? Um, and that's really what I was, where I was at that moment. And so I came home knowing that I had to begin to, stop controlling everything in my life. Like everything wasn't going to fall apart. If I opened my hands, it actually would blossom more if I could release it. Right. Cause you think about plants in your garden, you know, it's like you can't hang on to them. Like they have to have room to grow, you know, that's like with anything. And so I began this process of opening my hands um, and releasing really at that time, it was, like very business focused. Like I had to open my hands. I had to release. Um, it wasn't all up to me to make something happen, which is like such this root of masculine energy, which is what our culture is totally based on. Like I have to make this happen. I have to push this. I have to try, you know, Mm -hmm. hard work, all these, like, I think are lies. There's nothing wrong with hard work, but it's all about where it comes from. But anyway, I was back, 
in this place of just like letting my business go, letting my business go, releasing my hands, opening it up. I mean, I had to, I've had moments of like physically opening my hands and raising my arms, like opening my hands and raise. It's like the physical, like get it in my body that I could like really and truly release this. And um, so that, that began the process, which unfolded into um, a religious organization that we had been a part of for about 14 years. It was no longer for us. Um, And I had known since about January, the fall, this was like July-ish. I had known since about January that something like this, this isn't feeling right anymore. You know, Um, I know a little bit. And I didn't fully understand it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I didn't fully understand it, but I began to just listen. And where I was in my life, it was like just listening. I'm just listening. Wasn't ready to take the step because that felt super scary. But that summer when I heard you've got to release your business, I was like, okay. And then when it came to this is no longer for you, although it felt scary as hell, like we were like, okay. And we stepped out of this, right? And then <laughs> it was it was a big year. It was a hard, it was a hard year. Um, a lot of grieving came from some of these decisions, but all for like the 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 beauty that has unfolded after. Yeah. But that following November, we were in the van, we were driving to the park, and I heard I'd had one more conversation about. Um, screen time with my oldest, you know, in quotes, screen time is what we used to call it. And it was an argument, you know, we don't argue much in my house and we never really have, but that was an argument and it didn't feel good for either one of us. And we were on the way to the park and I heard there, here was another audible moment. It was like, you have to release your kids and your family the way you've released your business. And I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Stop and I just yeah. began to ask questions like, what does this mean? You know, like, what do I need to do? And I've always known, I mean, we've always homeschooled. I've always known about unschooling, but I didn't get it. I didn't like do a deep dive into it because I, I didn't think it was for us. Um, and so kind of thus began the unschooling journey. And the first step <laughs> For us, I told my kids, because I knew this is what I was supposed to do, because I'm like, I have got to wake up. Like, I have to wake up to what I'm doing, you know, in these walls of my home. And you don't even realize you're doing it. But I told my kids, I was like, okay, for the next two weeks, I'm not going to tell you what to do. And they were like, what? (laughs) Uh, And I just was like, you know, I came, it's. I know that like all I'm doing is controlling from like the moment you wake up, it's the little things to the moment you go to bed and I'm done doing that because that's not a life of freedom. And so for the next two weeks, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm here to help you. I'm here to, you know, snuggle you, tickle your back, make you food. I'm here to support but I'm going to stop telling you what to do. And that was the beginning. And we're almost like this November will be two years. How did the first, um, how did those first two weeks go? Were they like, Oh my gosh, it was so eye opening. <laughs> oh, I mean, from like telling them what food they should eat to 
you know, that they need to brush their teeth, you know, what time they need to go to bed to may forcing them to go outside to run around to, and it's all like, those are not bad things. You know what I mean? I would say those to any other parents and they're like, well, yeah, you need to make sure they brush their teeth and you need to, but I'm like, you know what, what if from the time we were little, we were given the space to choose. What would happen? Way more independence, way more empowerment. Yeah. Yes. Like, what would happen if, like, the family unit was actually all about connection and the rest just allowed the space to figure it out? Because we show up here on this planet wanting to learn. Like, that's what we want. We learn how to walk. You know, it's all the basic things. Crawling, walking, talking. We learn all of that without anybody showing us, without anybody teaching us how to do it. Um, and so what happens at the age of, you know, six in America, five, right? All of a sudden someone else needs to teach you. It's just like really great questions to ask yourself. I'm not here to like tell people what to do, but I'm like, what if, mm-hmm. and then you fill in the blank, <laughs> you know, like what, what if, if you trusted now? your kids? Mm-hmm. Because they're intelligent beings and they have the divine in them. And there's beauty in exploring something different than the programming and that what you think is the supposed to be. Yes. That is causing yeah. this resistance. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. And it's done nothing but like push my like mission even more forward because I know it was when you and I met and the, you know, the wellness coaching program, that meditation, I don't even remember the name of it, but it was, um, we were taken through a guided meditation and I had these visions of fields and all I could see were my legs. Like I was this really giant farmer (laughs) and all I could see were like, you know, from my knees down and I could see sunflower seeds, like my hands were throwing out sunflower seeds and there were like fields and fields and fields and fields. They were like never ending of these sunflowers. Mm-hmm. And um, the sunflowers were women. Oh. And it was like they just kept blooming. The birds would come and the animals would come and get the dead sunflower, you know, the sunflower seeds and then replant them. And they were helping me like spread the seeds. And it was in that moment that like I knew it, this was something way bigger than I could ever imagine. Right. Um, and it's really just the, like the beginning for sure. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's crazy. I also know it's like, that's why, why I have boys, you know, three boys and because they are need to see what it looks like to live and breathe and have conversation with an empowered female. Oh yeah. You know, this is what it looks like. You know, I, I'm not kidding. Like it was like, Yes, this is, I've always wondered, you know, why didn't I have a girl? Like, I now know, like, that's why. Because I'm supposed to raise up men who are, like, sensitive and empathetic and in tune with their intuition and love themselves and love their life. And, yeah, it's, like, so necessary for them to see what it looks like to be in community with an empowered female. 
for it's a mess. Sure. For and sure. I was like, okay, this all makes sense now. <laughs> let's go. Let's do this thing. <laughs> let's do this. Let's keep unschooling. But, yeah. 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 So now you're unschooling your kids. You're unschooling all the women that you help and mentor and coach. And what's like, what does it look like in your life right now? What are you doing? I know you do like these amazing full moon gatherings and workshops. Um, yeah, it's been really fun. It's like, it's, it looks different than I thought it would look a year ago. Um, which is really excellent. You know, I mean, I think we don't ever dream as big as we could dream. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I think, if we're paying attention and we say yes, it's like the dream just keeps getting bigger, you know? So right now I have, um, I offer mentorships or work with women on a three month, six month or a year long commitment, okay. which is really what I, I love it because it's like this opportunity to invest, you know, in a person for an extended amount of time. Cause I don't believe I was, when I first was starting, I was offering like individual sessions, but I'm like, gosh, there's so much more to this that I believe the accountability of a weekly, you know, conversation and the commitment of a few months together, it changes yeah. what's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And so I really, really love that. And I call myself the holistic hope doula because <laughs> I love it. I, I've like got all these things in my life that like have come alongside where I am now. And so I, and I don't, I'm very much a person that like, I see that everything is connected. I can't look at something without seeing the connections. Like I, it's like dot to dot, like it just makes total sense to me. And so how can we look at a, an individual and it not be like a holistic viewpoint. Um, hmm. And the the road and the path to healing that I have known for myself and I've seen in other women is that hope. It's healing, openness, purpose, and embodiment. And it's like these steps and this road and this pathway to knowing who you are on a deep level. And that's where that soul speaks. You know, I believe that each of our souls I heard this on a podcast not too long ago and I love it. And I've been saying it like the song of our soul. Like we each have the song that we're supposed to be singing. And that's what I want women. That's what I'm here to help you do. Like find your song. And oh. that's the point of it all, you know? Yeah. Um, and a doula, you know, just in, I love comparing everything to birth because that's just what I do. But yeah. <laughs> it's like that doula, that, that, person is along they're not here to do it for you they can't do it for you they're not here to tell you what to do they're here to come alongside you so that you can learn to tune in and know who you are and so and trust who you are and so that's that's what I'm you know that's who I am in this role yeah. for women yeah. and so I've got the mentorships I also offer retreats we've got one coming up in November which is going to be so amazing it's called the sacred space nourish um, which is the time to really deeply nourish your mind, body, heart, soul before moving into the winter months. I think it's necessary to notice as women that those seasonal shifts. And so that's going to be so good. And then I also um, have a podcast 
which Greece has been on. It's, yes. I love it. The Sacred the Space Sacred Podcast. Space. So good. So good. Very, it's very been good. So, so fun. So, um, and people can find that at katieshomburg.com yeah. or you're on Instagram as well, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And Instagram is Katie Schomburg. Yep. Yeah. And it's just this space, you know, I think everything I do is the sacred space and um, our mentorships are called the sacred self, but it comes out of this container of sacredness because that's what I believe it is. That's what I believe that we are. Um, and I want women to know that, you know, and yeah. I'm actually finishing up a book that hopefully will be out fallish yeah what's the book <laughs> so I'm called i'm super excited about that um the sacred space oh yes a, a woman's journey soul journey home is pretty much i think the title that's great <laughs> there that's may be beautiful. some tweaking but it's going to be so good oh i'm excited and, about that um, yes. yeah i'm so excited yeah it's so, so, so excited inspiring to see that you're um you know that you've that you've not really chosen, but that you've opened up to to the destiny, to the path of not only working through healing yourself, but now helping other women. Um, and maybe I just resonate yeah. because I'm passionate about it too, like deprogramming, getting out of what you think you're supposed to do, feel, believe, um, how you're supposed to perform, getting rid of all of that baloney, unschool that, unlearn all that. Yeah. Um, Honor it because that's how what got you here, obviously. And then from there, open up to this space of freedom and, and self-love and really the mystery of really why we're here and what we're supposed to do without carrying this luggage of trauma and social conditioning. Um, because it just gets in the way of the sacredness that you just say we are and that we have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I think a huge part of that for me, and I mentioned it a few minutes ago, but like the, we each in us, we have this like masculine energy and this feminine energy. And I believe in our culture today, we are very much um, programmed to live in that masculine space all the time, which is not healthy. That's where like burnout comes from, overwhelm, frustration, anxiety, panic you know, digestive issues. I mean, they all come from this place of like push, right? Yep. And there is some of our life that needs some push, but it's got to be balanced out with the feminine. And the fem feminine energy is that space of like allowing and turning in, you know, turning inward and trusting that you already know the answers, trusting that you know what you need to do, trusting that you know exactly who you are and what you're here to do. But we have to to find that and to, to discover it within ourselves, like we yeah. have to stop. Yeah. We have yeah. to press the pause button and, and go on retreats that takes, <laughs> yeah, go on retreats. That takes like some deprogramming, you yeah. know, like you have to, it's a choice. Everything is a choice and yeah. you can absolutely live a life of freedom you can absolutely live a life of passion and purpose, but you have to choose it. Yeah. You have, you have to make, there comes a point when you have to make a decision. Yeah. Um, 
and that may, you know, for, and I'm speaking from my own journey, you know, it may lead to relationships dissolving that have been in your life for a while. It may lead to removing yourself from organizations or situations that are not healthy for you anymore, even though other people can be in it and it can be healthy for them. Maybe for you, it isn't. And it's like being okay with that. I'm not saying that it's always easy because those things can feel really difficult and challenging at times, but it's so worth it. And I think even though it's, it's a, because you mentioned grieving when you left the religious institution and that it's hard and obviously the doula is there to birth you, to help you through the birth and to kind of accompany you through the pain that that involves yeah. because there's pain yeah. in giving birth. However, that pain is so much more worth than just staying in the pain of being stuck and not moving forward and not speaking. And I think that's Absolutely. what we all get where people are getting sick. Um, yeah, exactly. And so I do yeah. love the fact that we don't have to choose this, but we don't have to do it alone. You can Absolutely. reach out, reach out to Katie, reach out to me, reach out. There's so many other people around you that are, that are, that are a little bit ahead, I think, of, or able to yeah. help, you know, but I really, anybody out there listening, choose to ask for guidance. Right. Um, yep. This and that's really like the sacred space. Yeah, it's like that's why it all started for me. Um, because I I have felt alone in some of this at times. And I see the power of having someone with you. Yeah. Um, even if that person is not the same person, you know, every single time. But to have have that that soul that's walking alongside of you. Yeah. It's really important. And, you know, women need community and we need that sisterhood. And when you begin to choose to heal, when you begin to choose something different, a lot of times the relationships in your life change. And I believe there's, even if it's not a community that is like in your vicinity, it's like you can have online community, you can have retreat community you can have um even social media community you know that is actually supporting you and loving you unconditionally with like no judgment you know um i was in my meditation the other morning and i came you know in that moment i heard with peace like when you are filled with peace there is no room for judgment like there's you can't have both Mm -hmm. like they don't they don't. It's like light and dark. You yep. cannot have both. Yeah. And so as you become more peace-filled, the judgment of your yourself and the judgment of others begins to fall away, which disentangles you from things that maybe you were a part of before. Yeah. yeah. Just that one piece mm-hmm. makes a huge, yeah, makes a huge difference. And the support of other women, I think, is a beautiful thing. Support of other women who are actually like cheering you along, like you go girl, not in competition, not in, (laughs) you know, like, yes, you're speaking clearly, go for it, you know? Um, And also to know that it's a, it's a process when you, when you shift from like these groups or, or something that's killing you or even standing up to your family or just when you choose to do this healing work 
in it's innovation, right? Because it's something new. Yeah. Just to know that innovation Absolutely. can be lonely. Innovation is a process where you're leaving a group thing to go do something else. So seeking other, of course, support from other women, like you just mentioned. But to know that it's okay that this is the process. You will have new friends that will be in the evolution that your soul is leading you to. And you can love yeah. the others as well, but you don't have to stay in there. Um, when you're going to grow, right. you're going to go. Go different places. Yeah. And just, like you said, kind of open up your hands for the beauty that's coming. Because I think a lot of times yeah. women are afraid to kind of step forward because this is all you know. And what if, but, oh, Lord, yeah. we have one life to live. And the absolute, the absolute yeah. Um, gift of following your your heart, your desires, and then the healing that comes out of that. Yeah. Which, and I'll just say too, like I think that like the the loneliness component is actually a really beautiful place to be. Hmm. Um, I know for me, like the first year, really of like leaving our church and then leaving the homeschool community that I had had since the beginning um, and choosing something different. I felt like we kind of hibernated for about a year. Um, and it did feel at times like incredibly lonely, but I learned so much about myself. Yeah, yeah. That's when it was like when my practice of turning inward and yes. actually really listening deeply to what I was already knowing and saying, I could hear it because I wasn't so distracted by everything else going on around me. Um, and so to not, it's like not running from your feelings, not running from being feeling lonely either. Yes. It's like a, can be a beautiful time of amazing growth for sure. Yeah. So just always asking the questions, you know, I think mm -hmm. it's important. Getting curious. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, hopping on and sharing your um, your wisdom and your love and your process. And go look her up at Katie Schoenberg on Instagram and katieschoenberg.com. I'll make sure to spell it all on the, <laughs> on the okay. podcast blurb. <laughs> I know. It's a hard one. <laughs> well, it's beautiful. Thank you so much for hopping on. Thank you guys for joining us on Tales of Recovery. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you.